Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, the success coach, and now an author, a certified NLP life, business, and financial coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one bed mama jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Let's dive on in. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey girl, let me let me just do a little intro. Hi guys. Welcome, welcome. We are back for hot topics. And we are here with Lee and I'm going to jump on in and let her introduce herself. So my friend, go ahead. Here's your plug. Jump on in. Hey everybody. My name is Lee Barnes. I am a mom of three amazing little boys. I am a title underwriter by day and a work in progress all the rest of the time. And you mean a superwoman? <laughs> yes. yes. Superwoman. Yes, girl. Um, so today we are jumping in with Miss Lee and we are shaking up the hot topics and we have got an amazing show for you today. So without much further ado, let's just jump on in. Shall we just discuss the slap? Should we just yes. start there? Slap. The Let's slap the heard slap. around the world. <laughs> Literally. I've seen memes from, I didn't even know the Oscars were on until I saw or heard the slap. I had no idea. I had, I had no clue. I but didn't, it has been meme gold. I, like, I mean, somebody should have monopolized on the meme. Not the actual thing, but the actual meme. Because that's like a thing. I'm Wild. telling you, it's, it has been... It has been out of control since this happened. So disclaimer, we do not, we are not advocates for violence. We think that violence should not happen. We do not promote that in any way, shape or form. And we do not promote that at all. However, we do have an opinion on the slap. And I know Chris Rock, I can't even speak this morning. Chris Rock came on and said, you know, his address, not address that he's not going to talk about it. He's still processing it. And I'm sure something's going to come out of that. But um, our opinions, you know, I don't know what your opinion is, girl, but my opinion on the whole slap across the world thing is, is that people need to be held accountable for disrespectful shit. Like you can't go around disrespecting people and think that things aren't going to be happening from that. I think that there's too many keyboard gangsters. I think that there's too many people who think that their mouth is a, is a one-way ticket to anything that they want. And I think that the fact that Chris Rock, yes, he's a comedian. Yes, it, he has a job to do. But to go G.I. Jada, I mean, let's talk about the movie for a second, shall we? It, it insinuates harm, violence, potential rape, all of the things, let alone his wife has alopecia, right? And some people think that's a good thing, a bad thing, what have you. But the point is, is that when people looked at him, yeah, he laughed in the beginning and no one will really understand what he was thinking. But when he looked at his wife and saw the hurt in her face and the hurt in her eyes, he reacted. And for that, I give him props. I don't think that he should have hit him. I think he should have definitely had some words. I don't think hitting was right, but I do think people need to be held accountable. What's your thoughts on this? 
I, I agree that people need to be held accountable for what comes out of their mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I think far too often we let things slide when we shouldn't. However, having listened to Jim Carrey's response to this, I, I haven't even to, heard it. I tend to lean more on his side. He What did he say? For everyone who so, doesn't know, what did he say? So Jim Carrey went on and, and gave his response about feeling like Hollywood is just a mess at this point. I mean, duh. Um, he <laughs> said he was sickened by the standing ovation in the crowd for having done it. And while I do believe that Chris Rock probably should have been slid in his mouth for what he did. Yeah. I think there's a time and a place. I think mm-hmm. I think that Will could have stood up and said something. Like when he went back to a seat and said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. That I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. I think that there could have been something else done behind the scenes. Right. It didn't need to be this big public display. And Jim Carrey's whole premise behind that was that whole incident then overshadowed everybody else's accomplishments that night because that's really anybody really did and you know what I'm glad that you read that because that really is spot on like like it really is spot on it should not have went down that way however I do agree with the the premise of 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 the intent to shut down the shaming and public shaming of his wife especially because we all knew the cameras were going to zoom in right I mean there's a fine line between being funny And being an ass, there really is a fine line. And when you take it out so far, I feel like these conversations need to happen. I feel like maybe the next time someone wants to come out the left side of their mouth, they're going to remember this this happening right here. And it might prevent some shaming because it's really difficult being a human. It's really difficult, especially being a woman in today's society when we don't know if we're getting it from men or women or children or whomever. And then you have this on national TV. Granted, it wasn't 100% validated, we'll call it. But it does lead to these conversations, which I think are generally needed in in, in today's day and age. Oh, I agree. Especially being a woman is so, I mean, it is. It is just so difficult because there's just so much pressure to be perfect in every aspect of your life. And perfection just isn't possible amen you know and how about the men right this is like waking men up a little bit like stand up for your stand up for your people stand up for your women like stand up for your sisters your mom your your whomever you can't just let this this elbow rubbing crap continue to go on you need to be a leader you need to be a leader in your marriage you need to be a leader as a father you need to be a leader Mm -hmm. in your career and you know men who are strong i think tend to lead silently but loudly hey men girl yes i mean it it screams they don't understand that it screams as silently as you lead and leading well you know i know so many alpha women who would 100 percent quietly follow their man if we could trust them. If exactly. They could be but trusted, the trust is the big thing. You that's know? the like, thing, right? In so order where for does me to trust? submit and follow you, I have to trust that you're Correct. leading me to the right place. And not only trust you, but trust you wholeheartedly with everything all of the time, not just some of the time. And that's where, you know, we talked about being human is really hard because of the accountability, the perfection is not possible, always being a work in progress, knowing better, doing better, et cetera, et cetera, right? So if being a human is hard, how do we break that down? How do we go from the slap, right, to being accountable and being trusted and being people who 
we are in our homes, outside of our homes, all of that, 100% of the time, and living these lives. I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hard balance. It's really hard. It is. But I also think that's where boundaries come into play, though, also. You Amen. Know, we, we have to put boundaries into, into place, and we have mm-hmm. to stand by those boundaries. And I think that as humans, we have a tendency to set these boundaries. And sometimes the boundaries that we set with the people in our lives are very unrealistic, and they need to be changed and revised when you realize that they're not necessarily the most realistic boundaries at that moment in your life. So, but setting them and then not letting that line be pushed is what creates respect. And with respect comes trust and all of those other Uh great positive qualities inside of a relationship. And that's boundaries set with a romantic partner, with your Uh children, with your friends, with your employer, with your colleagues, you can't, you should never be out here demanding no. respect from people because you're no. never going to get it. You've got to be demanding respect. Mm-hmm. And and that comes with the boundaries. It also comes with accountability. Mm-hmm. And, and I struggle with a lot of these things. You know, mm-hmm. we have this, this tendency to just go into self-defense mode whenever we're uncomfortable. But not only that, we're demanding without knowing what the demand actually is. And I think that's where the screwed up boundaries come in because people are all out. I want this, hear me roar. But really, what is it that you want? Because you think you know what you want, right? Right. But in the back of the head, you're really confused and with this diluted perception of what the world's telling you you want. When in reality, you're wanting like simple and easy. And you're really thinking that you need to come in like roaring like a banshee. When if you break it down to simplistic values and goals and write that shit down, you know, you will be able to have a better understanding of how to portray and how to give off to your partner, your work partner, your life partner, your whoever partner, what it is that you need and expect from them. And that in itself is glorious. I want to talk about Lady Gaga because I absolutely adore her. And the one thing that got overshadowed, and you mentioned this was, um, you know, a lot of people got overshadowed by this lap, but Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli, and I've always thought Lady Gaga was like stand up. I have more, um, I don't know what you call it for her right this second, but I just think that she is a class act. Um, When Liza Minnelli and Lady Gaga walked out on stage, I guess Liza Minnelli was in a wheelchair and she clearly wasn't like at her highest and best. And I mean, she's earned, she's earned the stripes to sit down. She's earned the stripes to do all the things. But she had walked out and she had um, started talking and she had said to Lady Gaga, like, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. And Lady Gaga whispered to her and was like, I got you. And, and Liza was like, I know you do. And it was like the sweetest, most like woman to woman thing of like respect and admiration and caring. And I was just like silently chat, like clapping, like, yes, girl, yes. Like, that's what we need. That's what we need more everywhere. Beautiful example of empowerment, you know, absolutely kindness and compassion, Uh which the world just needs so much lacking those things. Agreed. 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 So let's jump on in. Tell me about Kourtney Kardashian. Oh my gosh. So I am not a keeping up with a Kardashian fan and not and and again it's nothing personal I just don't really follow celebrities much I, right. I'm more of an athlete I'm I'm, I'm a Chloe like fan athlete <laughs> follower you know I, I'm a Chloe fan I, and well and I think it's just because I have boys that are in sports so I'm just like yeah 
more and I'm the girl side. buying the clothes so like yes. I wear yes. Chloe's brand all day every day <laughs> I do have a pair of her jeans that they're I my faves they're my fa- anybody who's curvilicious buy the clothes I'm telling I you you won't regret the it jeans mm-hmm. and they were so worth it but yes um so Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker were planning their wedding as mm-hmm. everybody knows, they're engaged. I'm but... kind of sick of seeing their tongues, like, input. I mean, so am I, <laughs> but they're so happy. They are happy. I love their happiness. But are they? You know, it's one I of those mean, things. You know what? This is true, because mm-hmm. pictures can only tell so much. Girl, but, you can um, put a filter. You can't have a filter for a personality, but you can no, certainly right? mimic right? that stuff. <laughs> well, they decided, and, and this came from the trailer. Like, I pulled it all from the trailer. They wanted to put their wedding planning on hold to have a baby, which I was kind of kind of like mm, torn on like maybe you should be married first before you start bringing babies into things but anyway right. who am I to judge so, right um but I guess they had to go down the IVF road in order to make this happen so mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who have struggled with fertility throughout the years and I'm I know very well how hard this path is and how hard that journey is I don't know if how old is she I, is 42. She, I, I was going to say, she's around my age. Yeah. So she's 42. I don't know if she used IVF with any of her other pregnancies. So don't quote me on any of that. But this one, they are seeking treatment for it. Mm-hmm. Sources were saying at all the Oscar parties that it looked as though she was pregnant. There was like a little bump. But then there were other sources saying that there wasn't. But either way, like, fingers crossed for them. I hope that everything works out the way it's supposed to and if there is a little Kardashian baker in the works (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had like my 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 um my board up here in my upstairs office because I want to hit like the whoop whoop (laughs) (laughs) I'll make the sound effects don't worry Coco and I will make the sound effects oh I have Luna pinned upstairs for her first birthday because she's I know Luna Happy birthday, Luna. We'll have to get Luna some really good dog treats. Coco's looking at me like, if you don't stop talking about me, Mama, I'm going to jump off here. <laughs> um, Let's do self-care as healthcare. Let's jump in. Yes, ma'am. I am all about it. So I don't know if you guys have listened to any of our previous podcasts, but self-care is a really big deal around here with Basic to Bougie, with Melissa's World, with all of it. And I am such a fan that I schedule time for self-care because it really is healthcare. You know, as oh, much yes, as me too, we, me too. yes, as much as we need a doctor, we need to take care of ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, and whatever that means to you, that is acceptable. It doesn't have to mean a massage and facial for everyone. It could be meditation. It could be, it could mean a walk in the park. It could mean a plethora of things. And I know from a, from a clinical standpoint that self-care is something that I've recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who just lost her husband and, um, you know, I'm feeling through her feelings and I'm an empath. So I feel a lot, right? Like it's, it's yes. crazy. So I feel it a lot. It is crazy. It's exhausting sometimes it, too. It is. I think it it's is. a beautiful trait to it, carry. Some, girl, sometimes. But I'm also learning along the way that like when someone passes, some of the greatest things that people don't tell you is to go get a massage because you're not having your husband in your bed or your partner in your bed with you at night, like holding you or touching you. And you don't realize that you're missing out on like 
the, the love languages like touch or, or whatever, whichever one it may be for you. And so like along this journey with my friend, I'm finding all these things that really is self-care that are, are coming out along the way. And so it's a beautiful journey. And um, you actually came up with this topic and I really, I love it. So jump on in with your thoughts on self-care as healthcare. So for me, I, I feel that self-care is, should be the paramount of, I mean, not just for women, but men too, I think, Amen. you know, we as women tend to be the caregivers and we're always pouring into others before we're pouring into ourselves, but you can't pour from an empty well. And uh-huh. men, on the other hand, are the providers. So they're, and, and we both work I outside mean, of the home. Sometimes. And, and it isn't always that way. <laughs> it isn't always that way. And I yes. think tides are starting to change a little bit now in this, in this generation, but in, mm-hmm. in generations past, that was kind of the traditional balance. Yes. In generations past, for sure. I will hundred so, percent agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And regardless of who's going out, because I don't just stay home and take care of my kids. Like mm-hmm. I work 24 seven. I feel like mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's never ending thing, but I just, I think you can never ever pour from, from an empty well. And if you're not taking the time to fill yourself up, then you can't ever really truly give to the people around you at the capacity that you really want to. So, so we had this conversation, right? And, yeah. and I, stand, I stand by this wholeheartedly. Two halves will not make a whole. It's two Correct. holes that make a whole because you can't come in wounded and broken and damaged and expect to right. find a woman, what wounded, broken, damaged and make that work because you're bringing your past traumas in and creating an epicenter of, of, of shit for lack of a better word and minutia that you're creating the storm with, within a relationship instead of fixing yourself first with your self care, right. your health care. That, that's literally on my list. Like I made a list of mm-hmm. things that are that I consider self-care in my life. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we discussed the two yeah. halves and whole at lunch the last time mm-hmm. we were together. But for me, the gym is kind of my safe haven. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why she looks so good. <laughs> thank you. Yes. That's how I feed my, myself because you're leaving there. Your endorphins are high. Mm-hmm. Your happy hormones are surging. And, and I feel like, it has like a, an extended release. It's, it doesn't just stop the second right. you walk out the gym. Like it has the power. Sarah's doing to... the same thing. She said the same thing last night. She got off work. She went to the gym. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm at the gym. I'm like, why? She's like, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. You it's really do. And I think yeah. it has the power to really kind of change the course or the mm-hmm. tides of your day when you're, when you're getting your body up and moving. Mm-hmm. So, but nutrition is a huge thing for me. Massive. Great vitamins, great vitamins and supplements are a huge thing for me. I drink chlor- chlorophyll every day. <laughs> Don't say chloroform, girl. <laughs> chlorophyll, Phil, B vitamins, yes. zinc. I think zinc is like a miracle mm-hmm. mineral that most people don't take enough of. Mm-hmm. But one of the other huge things outside of prayer, for me, it's prayer. For other yeah. people, it's meditation. For some people, it's both. Mine, it's both. It's, yeah. Is For sure. truly having a good counselor or life coach in your in your corner in, that you can go mm-hmm. to, and it's or both. Matter, like like I go every week right now, mm-hmm. but there there will probably come a point in time where it just may be sporadically, or just to know that you have that outlet because. Mm-hmm. We are humans and we do get damaged along the way. And, and, and we a lot can't of those... talk to our friends all the time too. Like because that's a, a lot of deal. them are biased. Now I, I fortunately have people like you and mm-hmm. 
you know, some of my other best friends that will call me out when I'm making bad decisions Mm -hmm. and and they will hold me accountable for bad decisions and, or just bad heads, like being in a bad Bad headspace for too long. Like, Mm -hmm. listen, you've been here for a week. Yep. You're moving out of there now. Pack up your bags. We're leaving. (laughs) We're leaving. We are on a flight out of yes like actually just that's my set that's my sentence girl (laughs) on a flight best friend actually just booked (laughs) flights like real life flights this morning like I love just like you know what life is too short Mm -hmm. to sit around feeling like crap life is too short to sit around period you know I say all the time that you it's not that you live you live your life right you die once you live every day so every Mm -hmm. day is a blessing. Every day is a miracle. And when you're walking around and you don't understand what's happening, reach out. There's so many outlets that you can have. I did an episode once on like all these apps, the gratitude apps, just all these different apps. And there's so many different things available that at this point in life, if you can't figure out how to get out of this, then it's your fault. Because there's so many things. It's exactly right. You don't want to. Because, and the the thing is, you've, something in your life, whether it's God, whether it's the current situation that you're in, the person that you're dealing with has got to make you so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to force that movement sometimes. And, you know, they're just not, they're just, they're just not uncomfortable enough yet. And that's Mm -hmm. where I, I have finally put into my life. I'm more than happy to talk about your problems, but the next time we speak, I want to talk about solutions because we can only talk about your problems for so long. If you're not willing to help with the first step to fix it, then I need to step back with my boundaries because my time is just as valuable. And being an empath, I pick up on everybody's things, everybody's around me. And it's, it's tough. And so I've only developed that from knowing myself and working with clients. And it's hard with being a friend because you love everybody and you love everyone's kids and you want them all to be successful and happy and wealthy in all the ways, life, love, finance, all of it. But at some point, if you keep putting yourself in your own self stuff, then you have to be accountable for the catalyst that got you there and get yourself out of it. Because we, right, as a community, can only help for so long. And I think that's where people need to understand that there, there are others out there to help. Life coaches, therapists, you know, all of it. And, and, and let's, let's talk about the M word, medication. That's not always a bad thing. I mean, right. people, the stigma to medication needs to go because, I mean, well, and I don't even, I don't want that to just like, I think when people hear that sometimes they go mm-hmm. straight to like medical marijuana, thinking that is medication. I'm talking like the big stuff, <laughs> well. like, the, like the big stuff. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Right. But right. it's more mm-hmm. than just that. Like I'm talking like, like, like the big things like the, well, Butrin and like the whatever else. I don't even know half the names that are out there, but like, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's a stigma. It's, it's out there. And we just want people to know, and, and I'm not working for any, um, Wellbutrin company. I just use that because it's just a name that I, I know off the top of my head. I want people to know that, you know, just advocacy for anything, whether it's medical marijuana, whether it's, whether it's a, a prescription, whether it's whatever it is, as long as you're prescribed, whatever it is that you need to do, it's okay. And you don't need permission from anyone but yourself and your doctor to do it. So right. moving and on. I, and it's important though, also for people to realize mm-hmm. that sometimes those medications need to be adjusted multiple times before they actually Agreed. work. 
Oh, I so. couldn't agree with that more. I could not agree with that more. And you, of all people, will know your body. And that's where that's at. I mean, there's a whole other episode with um, one of my girlfriends who we we discuss, we di- we dive into that um, due to, you know, teen suicide and that kind of stuff due to medications being wrong. And doctors right. don't always get it right. It's why you have to be your own self-advocate for your life. And that stems back to what you just said. You have to know what is like where you're at, like what's happening, what's keeping you from not moving, what's keeping you from not shifting. Because the the most wrong with admitting you're your own problem. Sometimes correct, you're in your own way. Just admit it. You have mental blockers. Mm -hmm. You have bad behavior patterns. And I am 100% sitting here saying I. There are many times I'm my own problem. I'm in my own way. We're all our own problems at times. So, but Mm -hmm. being able to pick up on that and that's it, read that and reach out to resources and make Mm -hmm. those changes is critical. Correct. So I'm going to talk about um, a a subject that I can't stand, but Devin and I talk about it all the time. It's Brian Laundrie, this character, this whole, (laughs) I can't even, I just printed this off. So Brian Laundrie's parents ask a court to dismiss a lawsuit filed by the family of Gabby Petito. First of all, this guy, he, he he has a trigger with me. It says, an emotion followed Wednesday, the parents of Brian Laundrie asked the Florida court to dismiss a civil lawsuit brought by Gabby Petito's parents earlier this month. In their lawsuit, Petito's parents alleged that Laundrie's knew their son killed Petito and were working to help flee the country. Duh. Their lawsuit, <laughs> their lawsuit also, I mean, I just can't, I mean, really? Like, I just can't even. Their lawsuit alleges Laundrie told his parents about killing Batito around August 28th and that the Laundries refused to respond to Batito's family or law enforcement when they inquire whether the 22-year-old woman was alive. Now, it, it goes on and it keeps talking about, you know, basically those things and how he refused to help. But the motion to dismiss a file this week says that the Laundries had fundamental constitutional rights to silence, which, I mean, I, whatever. That's so ridiculous adding that the family had a general constitutional right not to speak on any topic at the or any more specific constitutional right to speak in the face of a criminal investigation. Now, I find that all to be ludicrousy. I mean, how is that even going to hold up? I'm not I'm not a legal expert, but to me it all sounds ridiculous. Well, I mean, they do have a right to remain silent. They and do. That, 100% that is a constitutional right. But I mean, how many things have come out from a civil lawsuit on a murder case. Okay. So we're not talking about the actual like legal lawsuit. We're talking about a civil case. So you actually don't have the right to remain silent in a civil case. You have to open up your mouth. This is how all of the criminals have gotten caught previously. Um, I can't think of the guy off the top of my head who killed his wife. And then later he had to pay like 18 million um, because of it. I mean, and shall we get into the guy with the glove? I mean, yeah, I was just, you know, know. one guy one time. I forget his name. He drove a Bronco. Yeah. We're we're just not going to mention his name because I don't want to give him life. Yeah. Um, Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. So that's what I'm saying. Like I get, I mean, we also need to not remember that he was found guilty. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, because he, he actually did it. Like, he took someone's life. So, again, accountability. And here we are. Back to it. I just, I just can't. I, I can't. I, I can't. I mean, and, and I don't need, I don't know if, if, if. <sighs> I, I hate this whole topic, but you know, unfortunately we have to, we have to bring it to light. I mean, 
and I have to retract that he was found guilty because he really wasn't. He's found guilty by us, by the American public, by the people, even though there was a ton of evidence that said so, but he died. So we couldn't really find guilty, guilty, you know? So I do need to say that, but even though we all do know he was guilty, um, (laughs) you know, and there's that. So I don't know. I, I, I find that subject. I mean, I remember watching it being like, I, I don't even understand any of this. And, um, it's sad. And the fact that they, that family can't give the other family peace is just disgusting. All right. What do you have? You want to do Disney? So this topic makes my blood boil. Mine too. Even if I didn't have children and I wasn't a mother, I would still just be equally as disgusted as I currently am. So Mm -hmm. what was it last week? I believe they busted 108 people Mm -hmm. on this human trafficking and sexual solicitation was of minors or eight mm-hmm. um four of whom four were employees of disney mm-hmm. one was actually a lifeguard at the polynesian pool Jesus. I mean, because there's definitely not children mm-hmm. there in bathing right. suits I, I just when i think of disney i think of fairy tales and childhood innocence and safety and happiness and like it's just supposed to be this place of magic i used not to feel the same way of mm-hmm. of poison and where i need to walk around carrying girl we shouldn't even be going even to disney i i have banned disney like off the list i mean it's it's just it, disgu- it's disgusting. disgusting and let me tell you why okay this is actually factual I, when I started this podcast, I dove into all the things, all the crazy things, all the conspiracy theories, like all the things Disney has never, and I don't have the information in front of me. So I'm, I'm prefacing this Disney has never had, I believe it's a, it's, it's like an actual incident. I don't remember if it was a death or if it was like an actual incident of someone like harming themselves, but I believe it was a death. They have never had anything like that happen in all of Disney, Disney history. Why? Because there's an underground something that takes them out. And every time there's a problematic problem on Disney property, they take them out to the end of the address and then call 911 for an ambulance because they never want to have any incidences happen. The only thing recorded was a child that was, I think he was bit by an alligator. And again, I don't have my notes in front of me because I wasn't prepared for this. Um, That is the only thing that is in history and only because they couldn't hide it. Disney... And the whole scam of Disney is disgusting. It is disgusting. And it's it, it goes back to the whole Epstein nonsense. It goes back to the whole Clinton nonsense. It goes back to everything you're speaking of now. And it is horrible. I mean, it it is blood boiling. Like it mm-hmm. is, it just makes me seethe with anger that people actually do this to children and there there are groups of people that promote this Uh they encourage this they participate in this our children are innocent Uh and when you do these things to children at this young age where their brains are still developing there is damage to the brain that is done and trauma that comes from that that lives with irreversible trauma it's irreversible Mm -hmm. and it lives with them throughout their childhood into adulthood and their entire life it never 
goes away. It's disgusting. And you would think that in 2022, after everything that's just just happened in the last five, let's just do five years, right? Five years that this would have been caught up upon and it wasn't. And I have a feeling the next decade is going to reveal so much more. I've been hearing of this. My girlfriend, Nancy has been telling me this for probably 20 years. Devin, Devin's high on all of this. Um, there is so much conspiracy and there is so much actual like damage being done with the elite, with places like Disney, that it's going to take so long for it all to come out and actually be like on the news from human trafficking to all of the other things that it's going to be ever, ever coming. And um, I want to change the subject because it makes me want to physically get sick. Yeah. Or... Man, Slap somebody. <laughs> All right, let me stretch for the next one. Let me do some calisthenics. Woo! Here we go. We're jumping into like damaged that's weather. That, that's that self care, Melissa. I know, right? Here Get we go. There. All right, here we go. Swim meet. Oh dear. Hold oh on. dear. Let All me right. meditate very quickly. I know. We go let, let me let me do this. Thing. Mm, breathe in. <sighs> breathe out. Okay. So they're trying Ready. to pass the ban the bill today to ban men to play in women's sports. Let me just say, we are fully for LGBTQ community, 100%. However, Lee made a really good point today. And I, my opinion, my own personal opinion is that I do not believe men should be playing in women's sports and vice versa. Why? Because men have a physiological overage over women. We are not built the same. Testosterone, et cetera, et cetera. And you made a really good point. There should be a subcategory. So I am going to let you take this away. I I think that the science kind of speaks for itself mm-hmm. in this matter. You know, I agree. So for when they go into these events, they're they're tested and their testosterone has to be under a certain level my frustration comes with the fact that there are women that produce higher levels of testosterone yep. and if they're over that level, they can't compete. Or if they, if they take testosterone, now they're doping and now, now they're in big trouble. A huge but trouble. They're supposed I, I to mean, be able hold to on, compete. go back to that. They're not in big trouble. They're in like ridiculous amounts of trouble. They, they lose their career. I mean, their Whole career careers from boxers to kickboxers to, to, to like everything. Oh yeah, and, it's and disgusting. MMA is notorious for it that you work your whole life. Whole life. You, have, you had a man step in a in an octagon with a female fighter. You were just there. I mean, you were just at, at mean, a male fight. Yes, and and there mm-hmm. it, it was just like he demolished her face. I mean, now this yes. was years ago, but I'm just like that. That woman could have taken this the is not okay. Levels of tests, mm-hmm. and the the male who was trans mm-hmm. could have not taken any testosterone at all and instead taken estrogen mm-hmm. and he still would have demolished your face it, it is scientifically impossible for us to compete as a state at the same level as a man and it is impossible for a man to compete at the same level as a woman and it it, it it all the levels can be different however it is just impossible for it to be the same playing field the same and, level and playing me, this field. is such a it's such a multi-dimensional oh it really is i look at it from how long did women have to fight to we have fought forever to be able to vote to yeah, any like, of it to, to be out in the mm-hmm. workforce and and actually 
have and now so what you were we're having this take i mean (laughs) now all of a sudden we're just supposed to be okay with this i know i knew this was gonna go here i love all of my lgbt friends Mm -hmm. to death me too 100 to death love Mm-hmm. And I've had these friends for years. This is not a knock to the community. No, not at all. For, for just... somebody to be able to sit there and wholeheartedly say that this isn't a problem. Biologically you're just born. I can't, Correct. I can't have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that really doesn't see this as an issue because it is an issue. There are girls mm-hmm. who have who are up at four in the morning in the gym working before school. Mm-hmm. I have friends whose daughters do it. And they're working their their asses off and they're mm-hmm. going to school and they're getting good grades and then they're going to one sometimes two practices a night mm-hmm. tournaments on the weekends and then they're just here's, here's the thing Hold on. here's the thing for you now your sons are all very athletic and they're yes. all amazing I mean I've watched them you know so let's say that one of your sons wanted to play against a female we already know what that outcome is going to be without thinking right so I why would the only assume... place that that is sometimes different is in wrestling because I have seen female wrestlers beat well, wrestlers. Okay, so we'll keep the one percent out. But do you, do you see how that felt for a second? Right? Yes. If we say that your son is going to play against a woman, it's an automatic like what? We're not doing that, right? So mm-hmm. I was using it as an analogy from the point of if we have a biologically born man playing against a biologically born female. That is where the problem lies. I don't care if you are trans anything else in this world, but playing in a sport makes it completely unfair. And the the disadvantage is not just on the field, but it then becomes a mental thing and it is not fair and it is uncool. It's ridiculous. This isn't just like my son going out and playing with a girl Mm -mm. on the basketball court. And, you know, it, it's just for fun. I mean, this is competing at a national level and an Olympic level. Well, go back. Women couldn't play football until, what, like 10 years ago? Might have been mm-hmm. 15. Oh, they still can't play. I mean, they can, but not in a contact position. Well, this is what I'm saying. So what, what, how, how the hell is that fair? Right? So everybody wants to scream fair, 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 fair. But when is it actually going to get fair? I had someone say to me, well, that's the point, Melissa. How is it supposed to get fair if we don't start with this? No. <laughs> I still can't see it that way. And I don't know if I ever will because the the science, it all comes down to the science of it. If you are born with all of these fantastic muscles that women can't have, no matter how hard we train, try, or buy, it still comes down to that. You are built differently than we are. We are built differently than you. You can't go out and have a baby. So why should you be able to do the things that we should do and vice versa? I mean, this doesn't come down to paying bills. This doesn't come down to running a household. This comes down to right. actual physical stuff. And there, there's a very good reason why, you know, you don't see women linebackers or you don't see right. women on a D line because they're going up against men who are going to crush them. And they're going to beat the re- shit out of them. Well, and we have reproductive organs that Correct. it takes a hit. And it, you get, it's ruptured and right. now you're fighting for your life. So mm-hmm. there's reasons why these things are put into place. But I think that potentially having a subcategory of competition mm-hmm. for the transgender community. Amen. Would and then maybe be a con- like a compromise correct. and a resolution to what this current dilemma is. And, and if you want to play, 
you should have the choice to play. But if you don't want to play, then it should still remain how it was. Male versus female, biologically born, have a subcategory where all can be inclusive if they want to be. Right. If you're trans male yes. or trans female, everybody goes into that category. Hell, I don't care if you're an elephant. Anything. <laughs> anything. I right. mean, but let right. it be a subcategory because yes. this is unfair. And you know why it has me so heated? Because I look at my grandkids and I'm like, you know what? What kind of world are we leaving for you? Because somebody screwed this all up. Like, I mean, honest to God, if it, in my children's generation right now, I don't even know that I would have children. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that I had kids when I had them or I wouldn't have had any. Uh, that's, I, I that's really feel like truth. I would have just traveled the world, had my mm-hmm. career and not did the kid thing because, right. I mean, I love my children, but Amen. even, we all do. even yes. where my, even the generation that my children are in right now, the mm-hmm. social media obsession, Ugh. the, the constantly yeah. competing with everybody, the, at the, the direct access that you have to people at the snap of a finger, smartphones where things are hidden. I only like, hire kids not and I say kids because I'm 40 43 years old but I mean like (laughs) I mean like 16 to like 28 to handle social media because they're so much better than I am yeah they literally know how to do everything Uh uh-huh but it's it's wild you have to really and not that this is going off track but like when we're talking about kids and growing up in this generation and I'm fearful for Mm -hmm. the morals and the values that are being instilled in them outside of the home you know where I think it's coming from too no one's freaking working. <laughs> no all. one. Nobody wants amounts to work. of businesses are closing and no one wants to work. No one. I mean, have you tried to get dinner at eight o'clock on a Tuesday? I can't you even. Can't. I can't even. I have fun eating somewhere. I hope that you're cooking at home because I, it's wild. nobody's cooking for you. It is absolutely wild. Um, I can't, the, I can't even... I, I don't know where our listeners are listening, but we're on the East Coast, and I know that people are paying ridiculous amounts of money to get help. I went to one of my favorite places to get some sushi, and I was like, are you kidding me? They're closed Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? They're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What is happening here? Like, maybe a part of Sunday? That's There's like a question mark by it because they can't get help. So they're choosing to have all their staff come in on certain days just to remain open, and I know they're financially struggling. But like, this is where we're coming to pretty soon. Nothing's going to be open. We're complaining about $6 a gallon gas, but walking around with $8 coffees. I mean, something's really off here. I I completely agree. I'm guilty of the $8 coffees. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, I am too. And I'm also guilty of but, complaining about the $6 gas. So, well, you know, I mean, but I don't I complain about the gas. I can't get dinner but, for my kids on a Tuesday yes. at eight o'clock on our way back from practice because that was always our go-to and I hate fast food so mm-hmm. I would much rather like call in and pick something up that's that's not to complete garbage it's 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 a tough situation and I don't think that it's going to be changing anytime soon I, mean, I just wish that problems and whatnot I I understand yeah. I mean but like there's times where we're just so busy on on the weekend that for me to stop to have to go to the grocery store where we're also paying 45% more than we were paying a year ago. Well, Costco and- stocks up. I mean, there might be a reason for that. I mean, because <laughs> they I have mean, maybe a slight reason. Everything like- ready. I mean, that's that's kind of a thing. Okay, we've got about I, well, 10 I think minutes like, left. Just to expand on that just yeah. one minute further. 
for the people that are no longer working, and I, I know that there are some industries where people have just like doubled down and are working like crazy. There's a couple business owners that I know locally that were very innovative in this entire virus problem and found a way to keep their businesses afloat and actually grow their business because you know why they wanted to, they made the effort because this virus made them so uncomfortable that they had to find another way to do it. But for the people that aren't working, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Because there's no more extra stimulus. There's no more extra unemployment. What is everybody, is everybody doing OnlyFans now? Is everybody like, <laughs> That's what, funny. What are we, we do not, doing? disclaimer, we do not support sorry, the I'm fans sorry. only I'm or not, whatever I'm the not, heck it's called. I'm absolutely not promoting it. I'm just saying. That's funny. Seriously, I really want to know what everybody is I know. doing. I don't know what they're doing. It's like, it's, it's wild. It's it's absolutely wild. My girlfriend, she owns a salon in the city. And she, somebody threw a Chick-fil-A sauce or something. And she's cameras everywhere, which is wild how we didn't, and nobody knew who it was. And she put this post out that's like, it's pandemic and Chick-fil-A has no sauces. Like, are, are you, are you like insane? Like what's going on? Like, why would you waste the sauce? Like, well, I don't even care if you threw it at my window, but like, why would you waste the sauce? We can't get them in. It was actually kind of funny. She should have just gone out and like licked it off it, the window. It's, I, oh, it's just so, it's just so funny. But the, the point is, is like, we are like still in a pandemic. It shifted the, the why though. We're in a pandemic of a community. We're in a pandemic of where is society and what has happened to it. It, you, it where doesn't did make everybody sense. Go? Where did everybody go? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. I feel like that, that movie. <laughs> it's All right. like the dark shadowy place. I know. I know. Goes. I know. All right. So I love to bring awareness to something every time I am on a hot topic because I am shocked. I can't believe it. I I just stumbled upon this an hour ago and it blew my mind. Here we go. Shocking. The following states allow medical students to legally perform pelvic and anal exams while you're unconscious without your consent or knowledge. And let me tell you, folks, this is for men and women. Let that sink in. Montana, Michigan, Ohio, Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Rhode Island, and Maine. In any other situation, this is called rape. Let that sink in. And if you are against it, you need to send something in to your governor to take action because I know that nine times out of 10, this is probably done in some kind of way, but I can't think of the way. So I'm just, you know, rolling with that because I don't want to step out of line with what I say here and be sued. Um, I find it personally vulgar and disgusting. And um, we as humans are assaulted in so many ways of our lives that that definitely shouldn't be one of them. Well, and I just, I, to not even have a waiver need to be signed for this. I haven't dove into the whole thing and uh, I I plan on doing it for the next hot topic. It is crazy. Yeah, because I'm really curious on the details. Yeah, I will definitely, we'll definitely keep that up. We'll definitely keep that up coming through. So we're going to close out today. We are, we are so excited to be here. We usually try to keep this under 55 minutes and we are close to it, but we, I want to give the floor to you, babe. Anything you want to say on your first hot 
topic. I'm just excited that I was invited to be on. Like I'm, Yay! I absolutely love our conversations together. Mm-hmm. I never ever leave conversations with you feeling anything less than empowered. And mm. like, I, love that. I really just am so thankful that you are a part of my circle. Like I know I Me can come too, to babe. you no matter what. And Always. I just, I love that we empower each other and those around us and that we are empowered and fed by those around us. Always, always, always. Well, that's for us folks. For Lee and Melissa, have a fabulous day. There's so many ways women unconsciously settle in life, unknowingly declining the abundance available because of their beliefs. There's so many ways that women say no to their deepest desires because they don't understand how fear and limitations show up in their body. Too many women are saying no to themselves and it impacts all of us. I'm here to change this. I've helped thousands of women say yes to more, leaning in and allowing a life that once felt impossible. If you need one-on-one coaching or would like to join us on one of our retreats, please visit our website at www.basictobougiethepodcast.com.